Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about why film and TV productions are still allowed to keep their cameras rolling. I came up with this idea because I saw an Instagram posting from a friend who was kind of frustrated because their church was shut down, but then when they drove past, there was a whole film crew filming a movie in the church. And she was like, why can't we go to church yet this film production can still film with all these people? My name is Richardson. I'm a software developer and YouTuber. And I'm Sayla, an actress and production designer. And you're listening to 5050 Tech Flicks with Sayla and Richie. A lot of people always ask, how come all those film production can still keep rolling and so on when all those shop, people cannot operate their own businesses, but some companies are still able to make a movie? Yeah, and then the, the amount of people that are together in a room is the confusing part because people are like, why is everything shut down and completely closed and basically everyone's suffering except the movie industry, which seems to be thriving. So why are movies still allowed to film during the lockdown? The reason productions are still allowed to film is because of the safety protocols. They are so strict that they enforce and instill all these rules and... What kind of rules? So production follows a very strict protocol in order to be allowed to film. They do the same thing as everyone else says. They have to wear masks. They have to stay two, two meters apart. They also have to get tested almost three times a week, which is insane and phenomenally expensive for production. How much? I think it costs anywhere from like a rapid test is $110 to an average of $150 to $200 per test per person times three times a week. Wow. So like every single time, even so that's only if you're coming on set three times a week. But if some movies require the staff to come on set like four times a week, they'll have to do the test as well, right? Well, they're like assuming anybody who's going to be on set um, actually generally has to get three tests in advance. So even if you're like a one-time day player, you have to get three tests just to make sure because there's that that incubation period. They don't know where you've been and they just want to keep everything contained. And generally speaking, like the the crew actually has to bubble together and production has to front up the cost of them quarantining as well as probably putting them up in the hotel. How big are most of the crews? So generally speaking, you can... Uh, throw anywhere from 50 to 100 or a couple hundred like it's it's it takes a full-on army to make a movie so like have you been on set like when you go on set like at what time do you you usually have to do the, the testing for example so generally speaking um depending on what test you take the rapid test for example has an 87 percent accuracy and that can be done in the morning so before your crew call you come and you get tested and it takes about 15 to 30 minutes for your result and when you have a negative, you're good to go and you can go on set with everyone else. How do they know that those tests are accurate if it's like rapid? Well, it, it, they've done tests and it has an 87% accuracy. So it's not perfect, but generally speaking, if you are positive and it tests positive, it's 100% correct. What are the other tests? You So you mentioned rapid. Well, there's the standard one that takes about three days to get the result. And generally speaking, I think with... Um, especially with TV series where you're getting tested three times a week, they do that one. And that has 100% or 99% accuracy, I think. That's adding a really intense, like extra budget to every single production company, especially like you were saying, if you are a TV show, then you have to allocate another budget for 
testing your staff and crew for every single day of shooting. I know. It actually, generally speaking, a rough estimate is um, production needs to allocate about eight to fifteen percent of their budget towards COVID now. Because we're not just talking about testing, we're talking about hand sanitizer stations, extra sinks, signage, everything. Also the time, because like the planning in advance to get everyone to come to test three times before they are on set, everything takes a lot longer. You have to be more patient and time, as we know, costs money. So you need like more staff, you need someone to plan it. And then because you're paying people per hours, right? People on set are all pay per hour. They're paid by hour as well as day rates as well, depending on the situation. But yes, exactly. That's the point is not only do they have to budget for the tests as well as all this extra hand sanitizer, etc. They also have to hire new people like there's full on new jobs popping up just specifically for COVID, like people who are the instillers of all the <laughs> rules and making sure everyone's like two meters apart and they have all their masks on and no one's like peeking their little nose out. So that way they can breathe after 12 to 15 hour days. Like they're like the sergeants and they're they're. They're definitely not the favorite people on the set these days, but they are, they're instilling all the rules and they are making it happen. And that's the reason why film can still film. So how is it on set? Like, is everyone forced to wear a mask even after they've taken the test? Yes, 100%. Like, I've been on a few sets now. And even if you're, like I was saying, even if your nose peeks out, there is someone like this who marches right up to you and then they remind you kindly and clipply to cover your face. <laughs> so you've been on commercial sets recently, right? So do you know what's the difference right now between filming a commercial and filming a movie or TV shows right now on set? So the difference would be, I think... I don't think there's any difference depending on what you're shooting, but if you are a union production or a non-union production. And obviously the union production has more money, but um, still on non-union productions, they follow the safety protocols, the masks, the distances, and the testing. Normally with commercials, they'll do rapid testing in the morning and they won't do the three tests in advance. Like, have you been on a set where you felt like you were kind of like at risk during the, the shooting? I think some of the concern happens if film crew and production has been on set for a long time together and then they start to feel comfortable. Um, they feel like they're kind of bubbled together and they take their walls down and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that's where those people who specific job is to instill comes in and they keep everyone up to snuff. Yeah, but I've heard that they even hire like a specific nurse to sit there to actually administrate all the tests every single day. Yeah. So how many nurses usually do you see on set? Generally, they come in pairs of two. Okay. And they work together. And then because especially in the morning for the rapid testing, Um, you have to get everyone, all the actors, all the crew, everyone tested before they start shooting. So it's pretty quick, 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 and they have to work efficiently and effectively. I, and I also know that uh, movies bring a lot of revenue to, for example, the city of Toronto. I think it's around like $2.2 billion. So I think that the city also doesn't want to lose that big valuable dollar as well. So and then I saw the fact that they know that all those film set takes the test very seriously. They also, I guess, believe that they can rely on them to follow the protocols and, and everything. Yeah, because people in film, they respect and love their jobs so much. And it's a privilege to work right now. So they take it very seriously. And if, if somebody does test positive, anyone in their vicinity, so to speak, um, has to go home and isolate as well for 14 days. 
So like they just are not risking the chance that people are spreading it. I remember when we were watching Star Trek, uh, you mentioned to me that, did you notice that there are less people on set now in one of the scenes? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. There's hardly, if you notice now in current TV shows and, and movies, depending, um, you will notice that there's, there's not very many background people. And that's because they're trying to keep numbers down. And what happened when the lead, for example, has to go away? If there's like an emergency or something, yeah. well, production has to shut down. And if, if that lead actor has to, for example, leave the country, they still have to quarantine for 14 days when they get back and the production has to wait for them so t again time so much time and like it's it's costing production a lot of money wow so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be back right after the break this episode was brought to you by the share button the easiest appreciation you can give without spending your money the share button helps us reach more people and grow our audience So if you know someone who might enjoy the podcast, use the share button and share the caring effect. Every share helps. All right, just to sum up part one, what would you say in a short sentence that are the main reason why TV production companies are able to keep the cameras rolling? TV productions are allowed to keep their cameras rolling because they follow very strict protocols. Um, they, they have people whose actual job it is to instill these rules and they are getting tested left, right and center. They take their job very seriously and all the protocols because they don't want to stop working. It's a luxury. I'm imagining that there are other areas in the movie industry that have completely changed since the beginning of the pandemic. For example, casting, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Casting's completely changed in the fact that there are no auditions. Like, well, let me rephrase that. There are no in-person auditions. Everything now is basically done by a system called self-tapes. And to explain what a self-tape means is the actor has to film themselves and with the scene partner and they have to film the audition and then they send it forward to their agent who passes it on to the casting director. And this has changed things because you aren't actually in the room with the casting director and you don't get their direct feedback or redirect or you don't know if how you've interpreted the scene is correct. So it's a little frustrating that way. But one of the pros is that you have the luxury to film your scene more than once. You can do it like 10 times if you want to and you don't like what you did, but you still don't know if you interpreted it correctly. But then it's not the, a brand new thing, right? Like you were saying, like self-tape. I remember you used to do self-tape before even the pandemic started. Yeah, um, casting actually was using it as a way to narrow down the audition process from their end. And that way they don't have to see as many people, which is expensive because they have to rent out these rooms or utilize their own time to watch people. So before that was more like something that they wanted to use to save time, but not as like the main thing. But since COVID started now, that has become the main way of casting, correct? Yeah, it's the main way of casting. And unless they organize like a Zoom audition, so there's a few casting directors in town who still do live Zoom auditions, which is pretty thrilling as far as actors go. I know that uh, the self-tip is the first step for the casting now, but at what point do you actually do the live audition with uh, the casting director? So now there are no live auditions. There's only Zoom, which, well, I guess that could be considered live. Um, so the Zoom audition would be the callback. What's the callback? A callback is the step closest to booking the role. So the generally speaking, the casting director will 
pick their top five or so and um they'll have talked it over with the director and they'll decide who's like the top five in a different and everyone has their own thing to bring to the table but they don't know who yet they're going to pick and when they meet them live depending on their chemistry and how they take redirection um that actor will book the job do you think that that has changed uh, how callbacks works as well i think it's changed because it's just an awkward setup it's not as is already callbacks are not relaxing whatsoever so the fact that the actor has to focus on so many different things like setting up their camera their lighting their sound they have to worry about technical issues whether their wi-fi is going to crash or not and it's it's overwhelming and it's stressful so yeah, i feel yeah. like it's it's most actors agree they're the worst thing in the world plus a lot of times you're waiting for like 20 minutes before your audition because auditions go late and it's just super stressful before you will have to wait like two to three or even four hour to get into a casting room right what do you mean you know like if you were going to a casting for let's say a commercial and there's like 500 people waiting to, to to get into that room then a lot of people were waiting for hours but now that you have a self tape they can all do that from home and they don't have to wait as long I disagree. So I have a little bit of a beef with these self-tapes because now casting directors are able to see way more people. They're, instead of seeing just 30 people for a commercial, they're seeing, I betcha, like 100 auditions. So they're asking 100 actors who could possibly have the right thing to bring to the table to use their time and film this audition, which normally takes about three hours at least just to film it and for females they have to get ready they have to do their hair you have to set your everybody has to set up their situation in their house with a blue background and their lighting it ends up taking and they also have to edit their audition it ends up taking like a day to film a self-tape unless you have like this slick system going seeing that from that angle i, I can see how it can take more time than than before so before you while you were just like waiting uh, now you actually have to do things for like close to a day just to to finish that audition. Yeah. And and there's still the, the same standard thing of um, prepping. You have to memorize your lines. You have to get into character. You have to investigate the role, all that. But it's just all this other stuff that normally was not part of the curriculum for an actor to set up. So what would you say is the most frustrating thing between what is being done now versus what was done before? I think the most frustrating thing about what's happening now with auditions is the self-tape process because I feel like the actors aren't being valued for their time and they're not being like it's easy and it's so easy to just make a huge cattle call of people and get them all to send in a self-tape and they're not even if they're not even interested in the actor at all or like they're like oh possibly this person could have something to bring to the table and in a way possibly some actors might get an experience or an opportunity that normally wouldn't have been given to them but generally speaking I feel like they're just sort of like mass calling out all these actors and getting them to put in their time to do these auditions and knowing that there's not going to be a positive outcome for them so I'm just guessing that now there are probably way more people than before that are getting callbacks right because of volume Oh, yeah. Callbacks as well. Like before a callback was like a sacred, exciting thing. Like if you get a callback as an actor, you're freaking out. You're calling your mom. You're texting your family. Like this is the most exciting thing in the world because the ratio to booking and callbacks and never hearing 
from the casting director or director or anything ever is the most common thing ever. Like you never hear back. Like 99% of the time as an actor, you do not hear back whatsoever, whether it was even good or bad or anything. You have no idea what happens and you don't hear anything back. So the fact that you get a callback is very exciting. But now, now it is, you will say it's not the same. Well, now whenever I get a callback, I feel like it's still a cattle call. Like I feel like they have then narrowed down their favorite self-tapes to about 30 people and it's not sacred because like... The other day I was messaging with my friend and we had the same audition and we're like, yeah, we're so excited. And we did it. And then we both got a call back and we're like, yeah, I'm so excited. And then we both didn't get it. So when you consistently notice these patterns and these reoccurring instances where you and other friends are getting callbacks or you see your name along with a group of other people in a chain email regarding a callback, you realize that it's not a special, exciting thing and it's just another process to the audition process. And already the acting industry is so competitive and it's it's an extremely competitive industry and the chances of getting anything or hearing back from anybody is slim to none. What would you say like before, like a callback was what, like an 80% chance to get the role? And today it's what, maybe what's a 60% chance? I think it would probably be about 60%. Yeah. I've noticed before, generally speaking, if I got a callback, that means in my head, I'm like, I'm booking this role. And I like, I'm like, I'm getting this. Like I'm so close and then I get really competitive and then I like just make it happen. But now I feel like a callback is just like an audition. You can see there's a lot going on behind the scene of the movie industry right now. So the next time that you see that a shop is not allowed to operate, but that a film production is able to shoot a movie, then remember how much these guys are paying to make sure that everyone on set is taking the test every single day. There's a reason they're still rolling and it's because we all like our Netflix and our movies. And if we're not being amused constantly during this lockdown, then we're going to get bored and we're going to be angry and we're going to be fighting and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good thing that these film crews are still there, that they are taking the measures to follow all the rules. It's a great thing. This is actually what I was going to add is that I personally believe that one of the reasons why they also able to operate is because of the demand right now for content yeah, right everybody loves watching a movie yeah especially when almost the entire world is in lockdown pretty much then we are going to need more content you know to stay at home and entertain ourselves and without those film crew working and taking those precautions then we wouldn't be watching netflix you know 24 7 like we're doing right now and we have to Pick up a book. What? <laughs> I almost completely forgot that that existed. <laughs> Just kidding. It's true. I know, but it's kind of crazy because lately I've been so sick of having my phone around me. It's like, I, I do not want it in like uh, the vicinity. I've been trying to keep it out of the same room as myself. And I've also been sick of watching shows. So I've been reading more and it's actually really nice. And I feel like, it, like the moment you pick up a book, your vocabulary skyrockets and you automatically relax and you become more intelligent <laughs> i actually started reading a book yesterday about perspective about perspective yeah how come the artist book on perspective because i don't know i was like talking with my sister and she was doing a project for her school regarding perspective and then i was like you know what i don't know all the rules of perspective so i'm going to start learning about that that's interesting yeah, yeah i remember getting that book 
but I've never read it. And I'm reading it now. So yeah, look like at me. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I keep wondering is that uh, what happened when someone on set tests positive? So when someone tests positive, um, that person is quietly taken aside and they're told that their result was positive and they're told to go home and quarantine for 10 to 14 days. So anybody who's been in contact with that person or working directly with them, they also are asked to go home and isolate. But the the nice thing is that it's not like announced publicly that this person tested positive and no one's going to like scapegoat them and like treat them like they're a freak when they come back. So it's quite respectful and everybody just silently keeps on working and moving on. Okay. And what if that's the lead? If it's a lead, then... Same thing. There's a privacy thing and everyone's very respectful. And yeah, they stop shooting all the scenes that that leads in. They, they're going to try to like pick up and shoot whatever they can without that person. But if the lead tests positive, then things are definitely going to go to halt. So the entire production is on halt. That's It's on halt. Huge. Wow. I know. It's crazy. It's like a very crazy time. But um, people, the film productions, they budget for this and they know that this is a Like, this is a, a possibility. This is a big risk, yeah. Yeah, so they budget for it, and there's insurance. They have to pay a lot of money for insurance, and yeah, they hope for the best. And that's why they take it so seriously, and they bubble the cast. So I guess now you know what's happening behind the scene of, a, of the movie industry during the pandemic, and why they are still able to film. Yeah, things have changed a lot, and we can't fantasize and romanticize about yesterday. Those days are gone, and we have to keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pull up our big girl socks and big boy socks and just move forward. Anyways, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you about the behind the scenes of film production during the lockdown and COVID, and I hope you learned a few things, and I hope it answered a few questions. And then don't forget to send us a tweet on Twitter, and then... Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. That'll be very helpful to help this uh, podcast. Yeah, five stars is always great and welcome with a smile. <laughs> See you guys. Have a great day. That was 5050 Techflix. If you have any questions or suggestions about the show, you can follow us on Twitter at 5050 Techflix. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Techflix Squad.